Well, hello again, everybody, to another week of uh, Bible study. I'm glad you're viewing this. Um, hope you guys are doing okay. I think it's been like uh, two weeks, I think, since my last video. Or, yeah, I think two weeks. Anyway, I'm glad you uh, you tuned in. Um, before we start, let's, uh, let's say a prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord, for another time of uh, studying your word. I pray, Lord God, that whoever is watching this video, I pray, Lord God, that you bless him or her for taking the time out to study your word, Lord God. Please, uh, please uh, clear our minds, Lord God, speak to us, Holy Spirit, please speak to us what you want us to learn from you today. Father God, please use me as an instrument of your word, Holy Spirit. Let not my words be my own words, let them be yours, Jesus Help us to be more and more uh, as an example of, um, to, to have you as an example. Help us to be more like you every day, Lord God. We cannot do it on our, on our own. Thank you, Jesus. In, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so today's study will be, uh, we're going to be studying uh, Matthew 26, 57 to 75. Uh, the PDF copy of notes is in the description box below this video so there's a link there click on that and you can download it for free and you can follow me along on those notes okay so let's go to matthew 26 verse let me go back to my text here so if you don't have your let me just get my notes so these are the notes that you can find in that link okay oops my mic okay so 26 57 and 75 let me let me get to my oh my table is wet Ooh, gotta wipe that okay all right okay so matthew 26 Okay, so we've gone through Gethsemane. And so now we come to um, Jesus before the Sanhedrin. So I'm going to start reading, and I'm reading from the NIV version. So 57, those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. 
Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, "Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you?" Verse sixty-nine. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. "You also were with Jesus of Galilee," she said. But he denied it before them all. "I don't know what you're talking about," he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him, and said to the people there, "This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth." He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, "Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away." Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, "I don't know the man." Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken, "Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times." And he went outside and wept bitterly. Okay, so let's try to break it down bit by bit. So starting from verse fifty-seven. So those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas. Okay, so in John eighteen twelve to twenty-four, which is the parallel passage to this, and I wrote that down in your notes at the beginning of your notes here. That's where I usually put the parallel passages. So if you go through John eighteen twelve to twenty-four, you will know that they initially first. That was redundant initially. First, so they first went to Annas's home. Okay, Annas was the high former high priest who was also the father-in-law of Caiaphas. Okay, so they went to his home first, and then they went to Caiaphas's home. Okay,、um, and John puts it in a way wherein、uh, they were trying to do to to do everything in a hurry. You know, because the remember their goal was to crucify Jesus to you know get rid of him, and they needed to do it quickly because the next day in twenty four hours, the the it's already going to be Sabbath. Okay, now the law says you can't do any work. Okay, in the Sabbath, so they <laughs> hypocrites they didn't want to break the law, so they said, oh well, we can't, we don't want. We cannot break the law of the Sabbath, so let's just kill him day before the Sabbath. You know, hypocrites, right? So here they're kind of rushing to do everything. And remember, in the, uh, the verses before this, it was at the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus was praying, right? You know, where the disciples were falling asleep, Peter, James, and John. And during that time, it was, it was already nighttime when they arrested Jesus, and they did that. I remember from last Bible study. They did that at night because the people were kind of, you know, the soldiers. They were kind of scared to do it in the daytime, because you know some people, you know, favor Jesus and they were afraid of the people. So they did it at night. Now this is later on, okay? Later on during the night, it was way later in the night. So now that you know, they're all the 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 religious leaders are now rushing, you know, to to get some kind of a you know verdict so that they could you know crucify Jesus. And so jump to verse fifty nine. The chief priest, okay, and the whole Sanhedrin. Now, remember, the Sanhedrin is the Jewish religious、uh, high council or Jewish、uh, religious supreme court、uh, back in the day, and they have the right to to sentence anyone. Okay, the、uh, Rome gave them authority to do that. You know, throw anyone they want in prison. You know, and so on. So they could do all of that except for capital punishment for death sentence. Only Rome can do that. Now. Uh, one exception is that if a foreigner enters the the temple 
then they can, you know, have them executed. But um, in other cases, only Rome can can do capital punishment. So, and the Sanhedrin, if you remember, I've mentioned before, there's about 71, 72 members, and all of them were religious leaders, you know, teachers of the law, uh, priests, and so on. Okay, and so, uh, so the the chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they didn't find any. So verse 61, so they finally took him forward, right? And declared, this fellow said, <coughs> excuse me, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Now, they distorted what Jesus said. That wasn't what Jesus said, okay? They changed the words. So if we look at John 2, a chap- uh, John chapter 2, verse 19 to 22, okay, let's go there. Give me one second. John 2, 19 to 22. Okay, so John 2, verse 19, Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you, and you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. He wasn't talking about the physical temple, uh, the, the temple itself. He was talking about his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. So you see here, you know, the false witnesses, the two that came forward, you know, they were kind of distorting what Jesus said, excuse me. I just came from a flu. <laughs> I'm all better now, but my throat is still, you know, messing with me. So so they distorted what Jesus had said. And so verse 62, then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. Now, by maintaining his silence, okay, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy found in Isaiah 53, 7. Let's go there. Isaiah 53, 7. I'm going to remove my, my bracelet here because it's making that sound. And I know during podcasts or even the video, this kind of distracting and annoying, right? I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> so Isaiah... Isaiah 53, 7. Okay, Isaiah 53, 7. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. So by keeping silent, he fulfilled that prophecy. Now, uh, 63, the, the high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Now, whenever back then, whenever they say, I charge you under oath, that means you are legally obliged to answer. Okay, And that's why now Jesus replies in verse 64. You have said so, Jesus replied, but I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now, here, when Jesus said, Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven, that, that you know, sentence that he said there, that's actually a combination of 
his enthronement and his second coming. Okay, and his enthronement, he, he combined uh, two verses there. Psalm 110.1, which is about his enthronement, and Daniel 7.13, which is about his second coming. Okay, so let's go to Psalm 110 first. Okay, and then we'll go to the second one later. Psalm 110, number, uh, verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Okay, so that is with regards to his enthronement. Now, his second coming, Daniel 7, 13. Okay, Daniel 7, 13. In my vision... I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. So here, Jesus, the way Jesus replied is a combination of those two verses, which uh, talks about his enthronement and his second coming. And so verse 65, then the high priest tore his clothes. Now, the law says the high priest should never ever tear his clothes, and we can find that this is strictly forbidden. Okay, and you can we can find that in Leviticus ten six. Let's go there. Leviticus, Leviticus ten six, Leviticus ten six. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons Eleazar and Ithamar, "Do not let your hair become unkempt." And do not tear your clothes, or you will die, and the Lord will be angry with the whole community. But your relatives, all the Israelites may mourn for those the Lord has destroyed by fire. Okay, so the high priest here, breaking the law, but, you know, making an excuse for himself because it is blasphemy. We see that in the next uh, few words written here. He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? So blasphemy, okay, to the Jews, this was a great, great crime punishable by death, okay? So it's kind of like they really, they really wanted blasphemy, you know, from, you know, he, they really wanted to say this because they want the death penalty for him, crucifixion. So uh, that, you know, punishable by death is in Leviticus 24, 16. Leviticus 24, 16 which uh, says anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord is to be put to death. The entire assembly must stone them, whether foreigner or native born. When they blaspheme the name, they are to be put to death. And so here, you know, when they said that's blasphemy, everybody says, verse 66, he is worthy of death. They answered because they asked, what do you think? Everybody answered, he is worthy of death. So here, verse 67, then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Now, in Mark 14, 65 and Luke twenty two sixty four, again, part of the parallel verses that I've listed in your notes. Um, well, you'll see there that Mark and Luke actually mentioned that Jesus was blindfolded. Okay, they blindfolded him first before they, you know, they, they, they punched him and then they asked him, oh, who hit you? Like, oh, prophesy to us, Messiah, you know, who hit you? They were mocking him, you know. And, you know, I read this, it's so, it's so annoying. You know, I got really annoyed and I got really pissed off. And can I say that? Yeah, okay, I just did. And I got really upset, 
you know. But then when when you think about it, I mean, everything that everything that Jesus went through, you know, from from the time at uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Remember, we talked about last time that he was in agony, you know, and he was praying because he knew what was going to happen. He knew it was about to happen. You know, he knew it was going to happen to him and he did it anyway, you know, um, for us, you know, because we needed it. And from that time to, I mean, again, just picture yourself in that scene, you know, with um, Jesus and then the agony that he felt in, in Garden of Gethsemane and then Judas coming in to betray him with the soldiers, you know, and Jesus standing there surrounded by the soldiers and then him just watching his disciples run away, you know, imagine that. And then after that, as we read earlier, Peter denying him not once, not twice, but three times, you know, and then later on the crucifixion, which we'll study later. And, you know, just imagine all that. Jesus, you know, he did that for us. You know, I always say, can you, can you believe that? I mean, it's unbelievable. So when you read this, you know, it's important to keep saying, it's like, wow, Jesus did that for me, you know? Like, I, I always think, like, when Jesus was up there in the cross, you know, crucified, it's like, I just think, wow, like, he had me on his mind, you know? He had you on, on, on his mind, you know? Before we even existed, he, even, he, he already knew us. And he did all of that for us. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing what Jesus did. And so verse 69, now Peter, okay, so now he's sitting out in the courtyard. And then some girl came up to him and said, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all. I don't know what you're talking about. See, look, Peter starts with a general statement. I don't know what you're talking about. And then verse 73, after a while, okay, now in Luke, okay, Luke, Luke, you know, you can expect Luke to be a little more specific with things because he's a physician. He was a physician. And Luke states about an hour later, okay? So about an hour later, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you're one of them. Your accent gives you away. If Peter had a Galilean accent. And then so he began to call. So at first he was just, you know, denying it like generally. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he becomes specific with an oath too. I don't know the man. And then the third time he was specific. And not only did he did he swear to them, he also called down curses. Now, some people are saying that this part is like, um, you know, Peter was swearing, you know, like verbally, like swearing, like cursing. Um, I, I don't think so. You know, I think it's more like when, when call down curses is something like, um, oh, may lightning hit me if I'm lying or something like this. Or, and, and when he swore to them, he wasn't like, you know, swearing, cursing. I think it was more like, um, like, well, I swear on my grandfather's grave that I don't know the man, you know, something like this. Okay. And then immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken and so, again, in Luke twenty two sixty one, 61, uh, Luke is a little bit more specific. The, he, he wrote there, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter, you know, like, wow, can you imagine that? Like, like, oh, you know, you, you betrayed me, like, wow. And see here, now next, see, then Peter, 
and he went outside and wept bitterly. Okay, he didn't just he didn't just weep. He wept bitterly. He wept bitterly. Now, here's an interesting thing. Let me just check that. Um, okay. So I wanted to go back. I forgot to I forgot to <laughs> put in my takeaway number three on uh, Peter's denial. Okay. See, he starts out with just denying in general. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he becomes a little more specific. And then even more specific, you know? And before we judge Peter, okay, let's look at ourselves, okay? Because we can all fall, you know, into this. Denial of Jesus isn't just like verbally. It's also with action, you know? So we have to be careful because there may be situations where, let's say, at work, you know, and, you know, there are topics that people are discussing and maybe they're non-believers, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of topics that we have these days that, you know, um, uh, Christians are being blamed on and so on, you know. And then they know you're a church person, right? You're a believer. You believe you, you love Jesus and they know that you're a Christian. They turn to you, you know, and they go, well, what do you think? You know, you know, so you're given a choice now. You know, you either stand up for your faith or deny the whole thing together, you know. Again, we got to stand up for our faith, you know. Do not, do not deny knowing Jesus, you know. And so that's, that's one way. Another way is, let's say, for example, you know, our friends invite us to watch a movie, okay. And this movie is, you know, a little gory, you know. It's like R-rated for sex and violence and so on and language you know you know it's not it's not going to be a blessing to you if you watch that movie and it's not a good testimony to others if you watch that movie it's not going to point people to jesus if you watch that movie now i'm not being a, a legalist okay i'm not being a legalist okay but uh our minds are not trash cans okay so don't put garbage in it okay so some things like that, you know, it's not even going to be good for you anyway. So by your actions, you either deny or confirm, you know, your faith. And so if you go with and watch with your friends, you just kind of deny, you know, by your action. But if you go, no, I'm okay. I think I'm going I'm to you know, just graciously turn them down. You know, you don't have to be rude. Um, just graciously turn them down and, um, you know, stand up for your faith. So let's let's be careful when uh, it's come to to stand up for our faith. Either you know we deny or we stand up for our faith. So let's let's be careful. Any one of us can be prone um, to make mistakes. We're not perfect, but you know let's be let's be careful in God's strength. Okay, you remember we can't do things on our own. Everything is under God's strength, and so. So then Peter uh, wept bitterly. Now, interesting thing here, the first thing that Jesus said to Peter can be found in Mark 117. So let's let's go there. Mark 117. So Mark 117, Jesus said, okay, come follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. So that's the first thing that, that Jesus said to Peter. Now, 
the last thing that Jesus said to Peter, we can find that in John 21, 22. So John 21, 22, Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. So the first thing Jesus tells Peter is come follow me. The last thing that Jesus tells Peter is you must follow me. Okay, now in between those two times, we know that Peter failed, okay? And this denial here, not once, not twice, but three times, okay? Now, it makes me confident that if, you know, Peter being a, a chosen disciple of Jesus, you know, it makes me confident that if he chose him, you know, and, and still used him, you know, for his glory, then he can use me, he can use you, you know, see, Jesus didn't pick the disciples because they were perfect. Jesus picked the disciples because he knew that he could change them by his love. Okay, and the same thing goes for us. Okay, so from the first time Jesus uh, spoke to him, come follow me, to the last time Jesus still said, you must follow me, despite all that mistake. We can learn from that. Now, from this passage, we see that from just going back to, to Jesus' trial, okay, from your notes here, uh, listed down there that Jesus' trial was illegal, okay? It was definitely illegal. So number one, I'm not going to go through the verses, all of it, because it is listed in your parallel verses, and I've listed it down there, so whenever you get the chance, please go there. So number one, even before the trial began, it had been determined that Jesus must die. How unfair is that? There was no innocent until proven guilty approach. None of that. Number two, false witnesses were sought to testify against Jesus. Usually, the religious leaders went through an elaborate system of screening witnesses to ensure justice. Out the window. Number three, no defense for Jesus was sought or allowed. None of that. Number four, the trial was conducted at night which was illegal according to the religious leaders' own laws. Remember, they were rushing. They didn't want to hit the Sabbath because they didn't want to break the law. The high priest put Jesus under oath. Remember when he said, I charge you under oath? But then incriminated him for what he said. Number six, cases involving such serious charges were to be tried only in the high council's regular meeting place not in the high priest's home. Remember, they went to Anna's home, who was the former high priest, and then to Caiaphas' home, who was the current high priest. So, But in all this, we know that Jesus knew this had to be done. Remember in our previous Bible study with Peter, remember when Peter uh, cut off the guy's ear? Okay, and Jesus said... Um, you know, you know, I could have just called. I could always call, you know, the angels and they can come here and stop all of this. But this has to be done. You know, what Peter saw was a defeat because of his, you know, earthly understanding, not having a heavenly mindset. You know, his his earthly understanding was this looked like a defeat because they were taking Jesus. But of course, you know, Jesus knew that this was a necessary step for victory, okay? So in all of this, um, 
I think as we approach, you know, uh, the Easter and uh, you know, uh, crucifixion this uh, uh, coming April, and I think we're we're gonna get there in in our schedule to uh, the crucifixion itself. Uh, just some reflections that I've listed down here. So the first reflection is, how were you like before you accepted Jesus in your heart? Looking back, are you encouraged now to see how Jesus is continuously working in you? So if you have been a believer all your life, you know, say like you were like me, you know, you were raised a, a PK, you know, you grew up in the church, you Christian all your life. Of course, I accepted Jesus as my personal savior as well. Ask him to, you know, forgive me of my sins. Um, if you have been Christian all your life, then, you know, compare yourself to how you were like, you know, many, many years ago to how you are now. You know, can you see how Christ has been continuously working in you? And number two, you know, just like he worked with Peter, you know, Peter was just like, you know, and then in the end, you know, he, he did great things for God. Number two, how has the study of Matthew 26 impacted you so far? So we've been going week by week on this, you know, so how has it impacted you so far? Number three is, were you ever in a situation, for example, in the workplace where people have asked you about Jesus? So, you know, going back to what we learned about uh, what we saw about Peter's denial and so on, you know, there could be some situations at work, you know, and some people, you know, may ask you in a way because they just want to criticize you. But some people also want to ask you because they sincerely want to know. And, you know, the, the Lord, the Bible says, um, the Holy Spirit will, will help you out at that time, you know, and what to say. Of course, you know, we do our homework. We spend our time reading the Bible and praying, you know, spending time with God. You know, that's, that's the whole point of praying and reading the Bible, you know, it's because uh, the Bible is the primary way that God communicates with us, you know, and the more we spend time with him, you know, the more the Holy Spirit can can nudge us in what to say. You know, he will give us the right words to say uh, during that time, you know. Um, so I hope you guys uh, got something good out of this. I hope so. Uh, and uh, I think I think we're, I think we're on schedule until we reach April uh, for crucifixion. We're going to get into Matthew 27 next week okay i hope you guys are are back for another video again don't forget the pdf copy of the notes is right at the description box uh the link is down there there's also a link down there for my podcast if you can't access the videos um there's always uh the podcast so just click there and you can choose what platform you're using if it's apple uh, podcast or spotify or google uh, android so on you can you can find it there Okay, so let's let's close out in, in, in prayer. Father God, thank you for uh, uh, another uh, great time of studying your word. Thank you, Lord God, for, for guiding us as always. Jesus, thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for everything. From, from everything that we're, we've been studying so far, Lord, you did all of that for us. Thank you, Lord God, for always making us realize that, wow, you, you have done something extraordinary. You took our place, Lord God, as, uh, as the lamb to be sacrificed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that, for giving us, um, for giving us freedom and relationship with God through you. Father God, I pray for everyone who is watching this video, everyone who, 
who took the time, Lord, to play this video, Lord God, and to study it and, and go through the notes. Lord God, bless them, Father. May you, may you shine your face uh, upon them. Thank you, Lord God. Please guide us as, as we head for another week. Help us at work and help us at, at school or, or and also help us at home, Lord God. Uh, please, please, uh, if anybody is, is watching here and is having doubts, and, and I'm not sure why I'm, I'm saying this right now, but maybe there is somebody here who's watching this and is having doubts, Lord God, Holy Spirit, I ask that um, you please minister to them. Please speak to them, uh, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for everything in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys. So, um, wow, my hair was like really messed there. Okay, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, till then, God bless. Be good. Love everyone. <laughs> and uh, read your Bible and pray. I'll see you next week.